This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD relationships, lying and manipulation. With us in our virtual studio is uh, ADHD marriage consultant, uh, Melissa Orlov, who's one of our favorites to interview, particularly on relationships. Before we get into the details of the show, our program is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, better known as CHAD. In celebration of that event, we are anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. All you have to do to get yours is to listen to our show. We're going to share a keyword a couple times, listen to another show, and get that keyword. When I say get it, just write it down. Then just send me an email. The email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com and share the two secret words, and we'll get it off to Chad, and they will send you a current PDF copy of Attention Magazine, and they will send you a PDF copy of the next one in print. Also, it's not too late to begin planning for the 2020 Annual International Conference on ADHD. Originally, it was to be in Dallas, Texas, but because of the virus, it has been uh, adjusted to be virtual. Um, So now there's no reason not to attend. Um, We love our content on here, um, but the conference is uh, one of those things where it's being set up for you to to have breakout session and co-mingle and learn stuff. And you, I think, talk to the presenters. I know uh, I'm doing a presentation for it, and I think that there's a Q&A period where we get on and interact, which I think is going to be real exciting. So I encourage you to check that out. To learn more, go to chadd.org. Again, our program is being brought to you by Chad, so we got a little tip. So let's run that, and we'll get into the show. It's time to register for the 2020 Virtual International Conference on ADHD happening November 5 to 7. Don't miss the opportunity to chat live with the experts and learn the latest ADHD tips and strategies, all from your favorite chair at home. Register today at the ADHDconference.org. Thanks again, Chad, for sharing your podcast, and that is a resource. For those that are not aware, uh, CHAD is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage our listeners to become members and or contribute. Uh, CHAD is up on Capitol Hill uh, lobbying and talking to different regulatory agencies to make sure language is there so that we get the accommodations for our tribe to thrive. So a strong financial CHAD is a, thr- is a strong ADHD voice. Understand that there are a few paid staff, but largely uh, run by volunteers. So please check out that. Join, become a member, or donate at chadd.org. Okay, our topic tonight is ADHD relationships, lying, and manipulation. I was really thankful for a comment on our YouTube channel to use this as a topic. It is really important when it comes to relationships. Uh, Our go-to person um, on this topic is Melissa Orlov, who is the author of two award-winning books on the impact of ADHD and relationships, um, The ADHD Merit Effect, Marriage Effects, excuse me, and The Couple's Guide to Thriving with ADHD. She's considered one of the foremost authorities on the topic. A marriage consultant, Melissa helps ADHD-affected couples from around the world rebalance their relationships and learn to thrive. She also teaches marriage counselors and other professionals about effective marriage therapy for couples impacted by ADHD. 
Orlov's blog for Psychology Today is at ADHDmarriage.com, where she's a host of a large community for adults learning about ADHD and relationships. She's been interviewed on New York Times, U.S. News, World Report, CNN, CNN Today, CBS, OL, and the Psychological Association Monitor, and many others. Uh, Melissa graduated cum laude um, from Harvard College. And with that, Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So happy to be talking to you again. I always love having you on here. Um, I want to, for our listeners out there, this uh, this show is actually derived from actually our YouTube channel. Um, people making comments on some videos that I've done with Melissa on relationships about uh, relationships, lying and manipulation. And I have to say, Melissa, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm going to say ignorant to this, so I'm anxious to learn something from you. So I guess my first question um, in ADHD relationships, is there a lot of lying and manipulation, or is it misinterpretation, or just kind of frame this out? Well, I think mostly there is covering up and lying. I wouldn't say that there is uh, as much uh, overt manipulation. I think of manipulation as having a very negative uh, foundation, and I don't really think that's what I see most of the time. Okay. Uh, but I do see a lot of cover-ups and lying, and a lot of that um, has to do with um, ADHD partners uh, either developing a habit of covering things up because they're embarrassed or um, not wanting to feel like they're getting in trouble if they're in the parent-child dynamics. There's a lot of sort of complicated stuff going on underneath it. So I'm hearing it's not willful manipulation, but it's more a mask for guys to cover up some of the other things. And you said that was something was interesting, like it's a habit, like as if they're not even aware that they're doing it. No, they're aware. And, and okay. you know, it's a, it's sort of a fine line to dis, to describe it. So willful, it is willful. <laughs> uh, but right. when I think of manipulation, I think of a, you know, okay, overt. Now I'm going to do something to make you do something else that I want you to do. And okay. that's not the, the, the part of this that's important part. I don't think it's about getting the other person to behave differently or do something differently. I think it's an avoidance strategy uh, to get to keep yourself from getting in trouble, in essence. And it's developed pretty early on for a lot of folks who have ADHD as kids. You know, they, they tend to, you know, somebody says, well, did you do X or did you not do Y? And, and they sort of go, well, no, you know. And, and I people will say things to me like, you know, I know that I haven't done the thing that my partner asked me to do, but rather than get into conflict with my partner around it, or if you're a kid, my parent around it, I'm just going to go fix it. Yeah, I'm going to take care of it in the future. And, and the hope is that they don't get found out or that somebody will forgive them or, or whatever. So it's, it's, a lot of it is cover-ups. Some of it is bald-faced lying because they're doing something that they that they know somebody isn't going to like, and they just don't want them to find out about it. That's uh, more of the addictive behaviors. Lots of times, the affairs, the gambling, uh, you know, drinking, or mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, but in the sort of everyday life stuff, a lot of it is like I just don't want to get into this conflict around this, and I made another mistake, and you know you're tired of those mistakes, and every time I make a mistake, I get in trouble. <laughs> so wow, yeah. So that's that's part of it. Okay, well, it's, it's, it's sounds like it can really have a very negative impact on a relationship. 
Well, it has a huge impact on a relationship because your primary relationship is supposed to be the place where you get, you know, you, where you know you can count on somebody. And of course, that's really uh, an interesting proposition, actually, when ADHD is there because inconsistency is one of the issues that even if you have well-managed ADHD, there are still going to be times when you forget to do something or you're late or whatever, and there is a sense of not always being consistent. Um, you know, I, I, I would love to back up here a little bit, though, and, and talk about some of the underpinnings, if you don't mind, yeah, of uh, lying. Because I think okay. it's important for people to to get a more nuanced view. Like the lie, you know, a lie is is a cover up of the truth or a a, wilf, a willful or um, yep. an, a, a misleading of somebody. But sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, actually, it's not lying. Sometimes it's just a memory failure. And um, and so it's important to be able to try to differentiate between those. Those typically come when somebody says. You know, well, we talked about this last week or two weeks ago, and the person with ADHD says, no, we didn't. And the non-ADHD or other ADHD partner will say, well, you're just lying about that because you don't want to talk about it. But in reality, short-term working memory can be really tough for some people with ADHD. And and they can completely forget even a really important conversation. So in those situations, you do want to try to figure out, does somebody have a uh, an obvious memory issue that comes back over and over and over again? Um, and, and if that's the case, then it's not actually lying. It's actually a memory problem. Um, and I, but then I, beyond, we, yeah, go ahead. Well, we've done, I, I've done a lot, a lot, a lot of work t- talking on um, potential talk radio on working memory and kind of memory in general. And for our listeners out there, that's, that's very valid. There's a lot of people that they're there and they just, they just can't remember the conversation. So again, I just really want to emphasize that. So if you could keep going. Yeah. Well, so, so that one you need to, to pull out, but then the other, other reasons that um, people will lie. Um, one I alluded to, which is embarrassment, right? There's a ADHD symptomatic behavior, which has happened and it happens over and over again and uh and they know somebody doesn't like it or or that it that they're embarrassed by right so it, it's covering up embarrassment um or perhaps fear of disappointing somebody that they care about a lot which uh in your marital relationship particularly if you're in that parent child dynamic is a big deal there's a lot of particularly for men with ADHD conflict avoidance and and not wanting to disappoint um, a partner. Um, so there's a lot of cover-ups there. Um, sometimes, and this is an interesting and very logical choice, so a lot of the, lo- the cover-ups have a logic behind them, and it's important to understand that this isn't just sort of ill will. There's actually logic to choosing to cover something up, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. that logic is that it's the least painful choice right? So mm-hmm. you can uh, engage with shame about unmanaged ADHD symptoms, which feels horrible. You can lie and maybe get a- away with it, which feels less horrible, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, or, or, something in, or something in between. So that's it. And sometimes people cover up or, um, not doing something or the reasons they didn't do something because actually they agreed to something that their partner asked them to do when actually they weren't that interested in it. Okay. Um, 
And so an example of that, my husband and I went through a, um, a thing where I asked him to, to do some uh, cleaning of bathrooms, um, and, um, and he said, okay, fine, he would do it, but then he didn't do it and he didn't do it. And, and I would say, you know, what's going on? And, and he, was, he would be sort of like, well, you know, I did it or I'll get to it, and it looked like he hadn't really done it. And uh, finally, it turned out that he actually did, really didn't want to do that, that chore, but he hadn't really wanted to confront me about it. And so instead, he was sort of doing this. It wasn't exactly a bald lie. It was more sort of like escapism, yep. <laughs> you know, like trying to yep. And so that. Um, it's sort of a, a, a withdrawal kind of a thing, you know. Okay. Um, but anyway, so, so there's under- lots of sort of logical stuff underpinning yep. this behavior. Oops. So we have memory failure embarrassment, fear of disappointment, and least painful choice. Is that mm-hmm. accurate reflection? Yeah, the, and, and uh, just also like agreeing to something that they shouldn't have agreed to um, and it. then sort of getting in trouble around it. You know, like I was planning on doing that when they weren't actually planning on doing that. Got that it, kind of got thing. it. I tell you what, let's go to a break right now. We come back, we're going to kind of continue this conversation because I think that you framed this out was really good. Uh, for everyone listening tonight, our uh, our secret word is lying. Our secret word is lying, and for those listening, um, if you've listened to our channel, Melissa Orlov is our favorite uh, guest on this particular topic, uh, really ADHD and relationships. So go check out her website at ADHDmarriage.com. With that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be your child's greatest ally by reading the book Ned Hollowell described as a game changer, Michelle Borba referred to as the ultimate guide for parents, and Michael Thompson praised as the groundbreaking book you've been waiting for. Go to playbetterplan.com to buy a copy of Caroline McGuire's book, Why Will No One Play With Me? While you're there, subscribe to download her free mini course on developing social skills for children. That's playbetterplan.com. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and Executive Function Challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. We're back here with uh, ADHD relationship consultant, um, Musa Orlov, and we're talking about ADHD relationships, lying and manipulation. And before the break, we were talking, we're just kind of addressing up front and understanding the underpinning. And 
you know, Melissa, this show is brought about by not the person with ADHD, but the spouses. And I'm, I'm, I'm believing that a lot of people listening to this are actually that it's gotta be pretty challenging when you're in a relationship with somebody with ADHD, even with these underpinnings of having to deal with this. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? I, you know what? You're going to have to say that again because I was distracted. How's that for a non-ADHD <laughs> partner? <laughs> touche, touche. So um, where we are is, is this show came about by um, a, an individual whose uh, spouse had ADHD, and I suspect that the people that are searching this are the spouses of somebody with ADHD. And i got to believe this is really pretty difficult to deal with in a relationship. So can you talk to us about that dynamic and when you're working with couples, how you work with the non-ADHD? partner really to understand this and try to manage it in a more positive way absolutely um, so uh, first of all I mean the, the people who are the non-ADHD partners understand how serious this is and and their partners also really have to understand this is incredibly serious in terms of being able to have a relationship in which each person trusts the other to essentially be doing um, the best that they can do. So it really does need to be taken very seriously. Um, I do think that non-ADHD partners play a role in the recovery from this, and a very important role. Um, the first thing is that one of the issues that um, adds to and encourages a continuation of, of cover-up behavior um, is this parent-child dynamic. So um, thinking about the basic environment, the environment has to be safe for both partners to be able to make mistakes in the relationship and to be able to own up to them. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're endorsing the mistakes or that you think they should continue to happen or that there are, uh, you know, that, that you want your relationship to be filled with these things, but it does mean that you accept that we're all human and that people with ADHD and, and their partners um, will sometimes make mistakes. And they have to be able to raise their hand and say, you know what, I just blew it there. I'm embarrassed that I blew it there, but I did mm-hmm. just blow it there. Let me, um, l- let me make it good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, the non-ADHD partner has a very real role in terms of creating that environment. Okay. Um, i got to believe that's kind of hard. Just because of the pressures <laughs> of the day, if they're already in that parent-child relationship, they're feeling the burden. So there's a lot of emotion. They got to stop and kind of pause, and they do that. And the I think you said, and correct me if I'm wrong, the ADHD partner's got to own up to this, which is a whole nother difficult dynamic. Is am I misunderstanding right. that? Right. No. And this is where there's such a symbiosis, right? Because the ADHD partner isn't gonna own up to it until it's safe to do so. And the non-ADHD partner isn't going to get the benefit of the ADHD partner starting to minimize this behavior until he or she makes enough changes to create that safety. So there's this very real catch-22, and you really both have to be working at it from both sides. I mean, the reality is this is a habit that has been created to deal with a set of circumstances, probably not just in the marriage, but across the person's life as an ADHD person. It's not a personality problem. It's a habit. And so as a habit, it can be changed. But, uh, but there needs to be, uh, you know, if you think every time you tell the truth, you're going to get in trouble, 
and you have a reward-focused brain, which people with ADHD do, and it's really hard to do stuff that feels bad, um, and you don't want to you know, engage with the uh, shame or the issues around ADHD symptoms, it's really hard to change this habit unless the environment is, is one that is, um, is, is enabling that. Yeah. So it's interesting. We, we just did a show uh, last week on ADHD and habits, and in that show we talked about the issue of self-regulation and the role working memory plays in that habit because you actually have to catch yourself because you're on – if it's a habit, you're on, it's an unconscious behavior. It's automatic, and you have to stop and think about the new thing, and it's, 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 it's incredibly difficult for people with ADHD. I'm not trying to say they shouldn't do it. I'm just trying to acknowledge it. And I'm, I'm, I'm also beginning to understand, e- even at a higher level, like how – it's how important it is sometimes to work with somebody like you on this because it's very real to both sides, but to create that safe place and this dynamic of the pressure of having to get everything done, but also getting the ADHD person on board again, from, from, from what it sounds like and and everybody listening to this, I rarely do endorsements on these types of things. That's just the nature of our show. That's why what you do is so important is to try to bring some, a third party, just to help people process this stuff and find that, that, that the way to pull that together. I mean, is that, is that accurate or thoughts? Yeah. I mean, among other things, they have to have a sense that if they put in the effort and it is significant effort on both sides, um, that they're going to do it, that they're going to have success. And so that's part of the, the role that I play as well, is just helping people see where the other side is of this, because when you're in it, it just feels like, you know, you're 100,000 feet under the sea or something, and you just have no idea where to go. I mean, you know, you, you um, talked about something that's very interesting. I mean, part of this is identifying the lying and um, and also, uh, I, I recommend sometimes as people are starting this that they actually set up a kind of a verbal cue um, and practice calm responses when there is a cover-up. So um, part of not that you know, I mean, obviously it's really hard when your partner is lying to you. It's just want, you want to clonk, clonk them on the head with a frying pan kind of thing. You know, like stop yep, that, yep. stop that. But um, so one of, there is this. An interesting sort of transitional step that I suggest a couple sometimes, which is a uh, a do-over cue, um, which is a verbal cue. So sometimes a person who's trying to change a habit starts into the habit, like they start to cover up, and then they go, oh, my God, I'm covering up, but now what do I do, right? Yep. And at that moment when there's the realization and they're still in the moment, they can use a verbal cue, which is, hey, can I have a do-over, And the meaning of that is, look, I started to do this, but I really do want to change this habit. So I I want to start again, you know, just wipe. And then the the, uh, response to that cue is that the other person says, sure, opens up and waits for the the truth to come out. And then you have to um, accept the truth. Again, you may not like the truth, but if your partner is saying something like, uh, you know, gee, I really don't want to do this thing, or I did forget to do that, you're right, and I'm embarrassed by it, or whatever it is, rather than saying, I can't believe you forgot that again, or you're always letting me down, or whatever the, you know, uh, habitual non-ADHD partner response might be, mm-hmm. you say, thanks so much for doing the do-over, um, I really appreciate it, um, so what, let's figure out what's next, you know, that uh-huh. kind of a response, which is very neutral, Yep. And um, and it doesn't endorse that the mistake was made, but it yep. does say, okay, so this is where we are. Um, so there are 
so that's a very simple tool that as you're in this transition, um, you can um, start to um, change the habit, identify it and change it. And even if you go to somebody and say, hey, are, are you sure that's what you want to do? You know, that's another thing, right? You think maybe your partner is agreeing to stuff they don't want to do or, or whatever. Are you sure this is what you want to do? You're 100% sure. You can sort of double check before you make the final agreement. I mean, there are these kinds of sort of transitional things that you can do um, to identify lying as it's happening or yep. cover-ups, whatever it is, um, and then start to change that dynamic between you. Uh, Absolutely. Well, I'm encouraged by what you're saying. It makes all the sense in the world to kind of change that dynamic. I want to go to break right now and come back and talk about couples getting into working on that change. Um, for those listening, please, 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 please check out Melissa's website, ADHDmarriage.com. Our secret word tonight is lying. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit EdgeFoundation.org to learn more how an Edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dick Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Melissa Orla. We've been talking about uh, ADHD relationships, uh, the underpinnings of what was lying. Uh, We talked about uh, some of the things that Melissa could do to help couples get out of this. Um, Melissa, one of the things I just want to talk about that I think is like one of the elephants in the room, and that is awareness. I I will acknowledge that I coach uh, adults, um, and many adults are just overwhelmed. They they really have really, really good intentions, but they go to the feeling, and there's this feeling that they have that's kind of like this fight, flight, or freeze. They want to change, but they don't know how to change. And when that happens, they have really, really good intentions, but they get into this habitual type thing. One of the things that I do, particularly if it's a memory issue, uh, I begin to help them understand in my world what working memory is, its impact on it, and help them understand in other parts of the life where they're doing it so I can kind of take the boogeyman out of it. In other words, I kind of help them see what they do right um, and, and then we run experiments so that they get kind of the evidence. And when they do that, helps their confidence. And then it's really easy to go to the spouse 
and do that. What that could look like, not always, is going and say, you want me to do this, and many with ADHD need to talk out loud. Sometimes not to talk is not to think, and it helps them with their memory. But my point in this stuff is it's really overwhelming for them if they don't even know what to do, and often there's decades of that. So that's a challenge. I um, mean, to go into these things because they've got to figure that stuff out. But on the other side, you know, we've talked about the other side of the relationship. And, okay, so they've got these habits over a period of time. It's difficult uh, for a relationship. But at the end of the day, it's about the couple coming together. And my sense is, is that's not – that's you can't control somebody else's attention. And hopefully – they own up and they'll, they'll come to work together, but that doesn't always happen. And for me, sometimes you, you, you can't force that. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think some of it, you're right, is about learning what does and can work. So that's actually one of the things that I do with my couples seminar that I give mm-hmm. by phone is that I try to get couples the same information as well as understanding where the important leverage points are for improving their relationship. So so part of it is one of, of both coming to really genuinely understand what the impact of ADHD is on the relationship. And it's not just about the ADHD partner. It is truly about ADHD symptomatic behaviors as well as responses to those behaviors. And so mm-hmm. both partners really can can make a difference and and that's how they come together is when they both start to realize that uh, they have common goals so in this case it would be to move away from lying and cover-ups because it's so hard on the you know trust in the relationship Mm -hmm. and also it creates a lot of anger and frustration right I mean if you if you can't tell whether somebody is lying to you you're going to be overseeing them all the time to make sure they're not lying to you and that oversight is one of the most irritating things for an ADHD partner. So um, the lying actually makes one of the things that ADHD partners hate the most uh, more and more common in their relationship. You know, it's yep. one of these terrible um, negative reinforcing cycles. So yep. so they really do both have to work on it. Um, yeah. So, I, so that's I think, my approach is really how to yeah. educate folks. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you, but sometimes I think the trick is that to realize where they, oh, my God, and come to the thing with an open mind because sometimes like, a, I mean, I, I've, I've coached a lot of people with ADHD who get it, but they don't even realize things in the moment or they don't, I've actually had people before that they talk about talking about, well, I need to, I need to think about it. I need to think about that. They actually talk about how they need to think about it, but they don't even realize that they never actually sit down and start to think about it. And yeah. And having your ADHD partner or even or whatever have come to that realization sometimes I think is a little bit of the elephant in the room, and it's not a simple thing. Um, sometimes it happens by chance. Sometimes you can kind of create that environment, but you can't force your partner to realize something's what I've come to learn. That, that's just my experience. Uh, yeah, no, I will say, I mean, couples, if there's a lot of lying going on in the relationship, both partners are pretty aware of it by the time I see it. Um, mm-hmm. The issue isn't whether the partners are aware of it. The issue actually is whether they want to admit that they're aware of it, which is different, um, instead of being defensive about it, right? Because if you feel that lying is actually the best of two choices that you've got, yep. you, know, you lie or you're honest, and if you're honest, you get in trouble, um, then you're going to defend that space where it's okay to lie because it's in your best interests, right? So this is, again, mm-hmm. where two couples – So. So what you're trying to do when you're getting away from lying is actually moving away from the defensiveness, understanding 
there is logic behind the lying and that the logic is based in the ADHD partner's lifelong experiences as well as their experiences in that particular relationship and mm-hmm. that, therefore, both partners need to work on it. So, mm-hmm. so if you think of sort of some very simple steps for moving away from lying, the first, the really, you know, you're talking about identifying the issue. In this case, it's identifying that the lying is going on um, and, and um, doing it in a, like a gentle way. It's one of the most frustrating, angry, anger-inducing things, and yet the way to respond to it is as neutrally and as gently as possible, as in, this is a habit, we really need to change this, it's really destructive, let's work on it together, um, and, you know, are you there? Do you want to try it with me? I promise to give it my best shot and to be as kind and thoughtful as I can. Yep, absolutely. Well, <clears throat> I could go on with dozens of other questions, but given our time constraints, we need to pull these things together. Any last little like nuggets that's really useful to share? Um, well, uh, so let me together? give you the sort of things. That, yeah, I want to give you things that couples should be thinking about just in a sort of a quick bullet-pointed yeah, kind of a list, right? So in thinking about this as being a habit, not a personality problem, I and mean, that's one of the things to learn. And then to identifying the the lying so that and and in order once you identify it you have to admit to those cover-ups perhaps with that verbal cue you might want to set impulsivity as a target symptom in order to minimize your impulsive behavior and your impulsive lying Um, Mm -hmm. you want to identify those areas of embarrassment or shame that uh, are in which the partner is more likely to lie because they don't want to deal with their shame they don't want to engage with that and then we didn't talk about this, but practicing repair behaviors. I mean, we talked about it a little bit around lying uh, situations, particularly the sort of cover-up ones where a partner owns what they're trying to cover up or you do a do-over cue or, you know, it's not an or, and you do a do-over cue, you could. Um, and then the role of creating that sort of uh, open, more open, less defensive relationship where you're getting rid of those parenting behaviors. It's a huge challenge. This is not easy to do, but it is certainly doable. I have watched uh, couples do it, and including in my own relationship, there was some very significant lying going on, and it doesn't go on anymore. We've created yep. a relationship where you can say what you need to say, and um, and it's accepted as your you know, right to be able to say it, and that's what you're looking for. And I can validate that. There's been a lot of people that I know that have gone through your program, Melissa, that I've worked with individually. We don't talk about it a lot just because we don't necessarily always need to, but I've seen some transformation of some people who, who went through her program. I'm, my job is to help on the other side, help them understand how to execute um, on, on the ADD side and kind of deal with some of those things. Um, but really, my, my point really is, is it is doable because I've actually seen it happen with some people that have gone through Melissa's program. So uh, with that, Melissa, thank you so much for coming on our show. Thanks. I'm always happy to talk to you, and this is a great topic. It really, really, really is. So everybody, you need to go out and check out Melissa's website, ADHDmarriage.com. Again, ADHDmarriage.com. Our secret word tonight is lying. With that, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.